Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode of The Worst Idea of All Time is sponsored by dollarshaveclub.com. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash idea. And get yourself some high-quality razors at unbelievably low prices delivered to your door. More on that in the middle of this nightmarish episode. You're going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley 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 Guys, that go screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. Oh. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Nah, now it is. <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> why, why are you I'm, doing this? I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to episode 56 of The Worst Idea of All Time, season 3, uh, a, a, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Tim Bat and I woke up my friend... <laughs> Guy Montgomery this what morning. What is this hellish loot you've <laughs> <trippy> me <inside laughs> Bringing in my laptop. Uh, Guy had a, a pretty reasonable sort of a night last night. He's had a pretty reasonable sort of a couple of days, which are all coming to a head. <sighs> He's off to New York later uh, this evening. It's currently um, it's 11 a.m. We've just watched the movie. Uh, it, I can't express how against his own will guy has watched the film I came in here and he was absolutely defenceless wrapped up in bed uh, just coming to to start addressing the day and uh, he said what's this because <laughs> I came in with microphones and a laptop and I just said nothing and then I came and lay down and he said what's this <laughs> and then I hit play and the movie started playing <laughs> and he started f- freaking out on me <laughs> became increasingly emotional and um, despondent yeah, I feel so weak and frail. Yeah, defenseless, uh, oh, vulnerable. Man. man, this is not. This is like this is not good. Yeah, this guy, is, guy's not in a great spot. No, he's just broken up. Oh man, so so Zoe comes in. Yeah, yeah, and then I can't. There was a little ray of sunshine and hope in my morning as Tim's wonderful fiance Zoe delivered us coffees. And Tim had shut the door behind him. I don't know why. I wanted to keep it dark for you to just, you know. Zoe opened the door 
and that was the only opportunity I could see for this ever to end was through the other side of the open door and or even really that there is an outside to what's happening I feel so, <laughs> so trapped right now so uh, and then I said to Zoe with all the emotion in my voice can you please leave that door open <laughs> <laughs> and she closed because I said to because I thought it was funny and she you, you know, there was an internal struggle going on for Zoe between the comedy and the kindness she's a very kind person but she appreciates a good gag as much as as much as we do yeah so Zoe shut the door and then I cried a little bit <laughs> yep you did it's all just come to a bit of a head hasn't it guys oh, it really has um, today's a huge day Guys, mm. off to New York City in a mm. matter of hours. Mm. Sure um, am. You didn't see this one coming. You didn't see this uh, this episode of the podcast coming. Not at all, Tim. I can think of you know. It's not like <laughs> I have things to do today. I can yeah. think of nothing. Uh, I texted you. Oh. I said, "Are you in the house?" He said, "Yes." <laughs> and then I came in. He went. I was trying to figure out what was going on. This is what's going on. Yeah, it is. It's all happening. Uh, Tim, how how was that for you? I mean. How does it so much better than for you, man. That's all I can um, say, really. That I could taste what a bad, a bad uh, idea it Did was it, okay. to throw at you. Yeah, you know, like it was, it was visceral. I'm interested here because we do and have spoken about this before. Whereby, you know, um, we have access to each other at emotional low points, which otherwise, you know, is uh, otherwise we wouldn't, and which. Outside of the context of the podcast, as a friend, you would probably look out for the other person and be like, hey, so how did it feel watching that movie with me? Yeah. Knowing what I was going through, was it like, this is this is good, this is for a, a greater cause, or were you like, okay, I'm, I'm maybe being a little bit of a bad guy here? Um, I actually can't remember what it was. There was one moment where I felt maybe I'd overstepped the line, but apart from, do you know what it was? When I was cr- uh, crying tears out of my no, eyes. No, 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 that was funny. That was all good stuff. I enjoyed that. Uh, it was another It was another moment, but it, maybe it'll come to me later. When I was sort of putting on the thousand-yard stare. That could have been it. Um, there was a specific... There was something I said to you, I think, that really uh, you were oh. happy about. I can't remember what it was, though. I, uh, it wasn't the only... The moment of respite was uh, I showed you... you I, like an hour into the movie oh that's right (laughs) I showed you oh this is quite dark though yeah yeah but you say it because you know it's important for us to share Uh, on the record you want me to say what what I said (laughs) I showed like a one minute YouTube video to Tim that was very funny and we laughed and laughed and I said to Tim as soon as it finished I said that is the first time I felt joy today and Tim said I want you to remember that I let you have that (laughs) <laughs> like a cap tour <laughs> it's fucking dark but it was you know it's all in good fun yeah even now yeah, I'm it just I'm on the edge bounce back out there um, but hey in answer to your question uh, it was it was all good eh? I haven't seen the movie in that state for a fortnight um, because we watched the art house version yeah which um, just even as I was watching it this week as well I, I couldn't uh, stop thinking about how much work kind Eric put into that. Mm. Didn't he do a good job? Immeasurably good. We um, love we love Mr. Eric. Can you throw some words at me that would describe how you found this this watch? This fifty sixth watch. Can you believe that, dude? Oh. Fifty six watches of this uh, garbage film. 
harrowing, mm. exhausting, agitating, um, emotional. Mm-hmm. Probably good words so far. I wouldn't use any. I wouldn't say any of those words are good. Like they all have negative connotations. What those words mean is <laughs> that it was yeah. The, it, the, it's not good, is it? No, it's not good. It's not good. Well, it's good. It's funny for me. It's not funny for you. Mm. I feel for you a little bit, but not so much that I can't appreciate the humor in it. Yeah. See? Well, like the thing is, Tim. You're going to need to generate virtually all of all the right, content for this episode it. of the podcast. Let's jump into it. When it's it's like Michelle Obama said, when the guy goes low, I go high. You know. So here it is. <laughs> the, uh, that is one of the classic Timbet tales that you're about to wind up to some long, snaking, improvised anecdote. See, so, so here it is. Also, there we were. But it's like your brain, it's like literally watching the buffer, that rainbow pinwheel come up on your face. <laughs> like, I'm watching you buffer when you say that. <laughs> I don't know what's coming out. None of us do. We are your friends. After 56 watches, a review. <laughs> Four boys alike in kind in fear the valley where we lay our scene. Full of dreams, full of hope, full of vigor, full of youth. They don't have dreams. They do have dreams. They're just not good. How do they know? I don't think anyone in this movie has left the valley. Certainly none of the four main guys. How do they know that the sushi available in the one place they've been in their lives is the best sushi in a made-up hemisphere? Yeah. They keep referring to the sushi at the strip mall as being the best in the Western hemisphere. There's so many things wrong with it. First of all, I've, I've never had that sushi the boys have had. It doesn't matter. I can objectively tell them they're incorrect. They they must be. It's a strip mall. It's it's yeah. going to have passable sushi at best. Second, it's that's very American to me. What? This is this dismissing is, the sushi or saying no, that no, the sushi no. is the greatest. I know sushi? the I know the best sushi place. Yeah, we have to go there. It's a lie. Like I know a sushi place. Yeah, you don't know the best sushi place. No one knows the best sushi place. No. Just admit it. <laughs> Just admit it, man. You don't know the best sushi place. You know a place where we could Do you eat. think, is, the, is it are they? Is it implicit that what they're saying is, I know the best sushi place, you know, nearby? Here's what I need to tell you about Americans before you venture off to New York City. I need to all the tips today. I can get. This is, this is what they base their identity on, knowing the best thing. Yeah. This is what they hang their hat on. If they don't have that, they have nothing. So Americans just uh, scurry around all the weekend long looking for the best of everything. You're the best around. around. Um, oh, man. The finest sushi in this godforsaken town. Yeah. Jarhead, his entire identity is built around being severely dehydrated. Yeah. Telling people not to call him bro if, you don't, if they don't know him. And telling other people... Uh, where to get the best sushi and it doesn't matter if the other people who he's telling where to get the best sushi are engaged in a two person conversation yeah. that he's not a part of he's, he's too dehydrated tonight he's, yeah he's hallucinating he's sitting by a pool mm. while a couple of flirt, like two people a guy and a girl are flirting with each other at this party it's going well he's, but this is by the looking pool <laughs> and uh, she says uh, do you want to know something fun fact I never get sushi on Mondays because all fish the fish market's, fish market's close. close, so it's all old fish. 
She didn't say that. If she said the word fish twice, that would actually be a funny sentence. Don't you think? Yeah. That's, that's a little cheat code for everybody. If you want to say something funny, just put the word fish in a sentence twice. But then he just wades in and says, uh, you want to know something interesting? <laughs> the best sushi in the world is at fucking Cafe Sushi and <laughs> the shit strip mall that I go to. And it's neither interesting nor accurate. Yeah. Nor like there was no opening. There was no opportunity. Their body language shuts him off. Yeah. He's sitting on a chair leaning into, if I was at a party and a guy was just leaning into the conversation like that, actually I'm a sucker for social grace so I'd probably let him in but watching that today I was furious yeah yeah and you've got every right to be because Hillary Clinton uh, the guy in the movie not yeah. uh, the politician yeah he uh, doesn't strike me as a man who does well with the ladies all the time but this is going well for him by the locking pool mm. with dancing girl with the bright lipstick on and it's just like just let him have it my dude Absolutely. Jahid, I don't even think, has interest in the woman. I think he just doesn't... He's too dry to figure out what's happening. Uh, yeah. So he's just like, oh, they're talking about fish. I've got something for this. <laughs> I know the greatest sushi place in the Western Hemisphere. People are like, hey, man, you're coming in pretty thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. Also, that's not true. Also, West... There's no, have you seen a globe? There's an equator <laughs> and you go a, no, north no. or south of that. He's a flat earther. I can imagine Jah- <laughs> Jahid says, you know, Jahid goes, well, if um, the world's round, then how come everything in London isn't upside down? You know, like the open guy. Heart, open hearts, Jahid, flat earth. <laughs> yeah. The guy needs, he needs a glass of water. There's no end game. You're right. There's no point to what he's saying. He doesn't want anything out of he it. He doesn't want to be he's, friends with either of the people. He's like the Manchurian candidate who's heard someone say a word related to sushi and he just clicks into dehydrated autopilot. <laughs> he's just a rock in there. It's <sighs> fucked, man. It's a crazy way to live. It's no way to live. And yeah. It's no way to attend a party that uh, he also wasn't invited to, I might mm. add. You know, there's a lot of context to this. He shows up at the party because they've come to pick Zicoli up and decides to just party. And um, I won't say a lot of good things about James Reed, but he lets the boys stay. Yeah, he lets so the gang hang out. We've had a conversation about this before, about uh, the protocol. He's picking up... Zicoli is... Because t- it is a grey area. Zicoli is at work, technically. He's working a party, like a cool party in a, at a cool house, yeah. but he is on the job. Yes. So when the boys come to pick him up, I don't think he can drive. Zicoli. Never seen him at the wheel. He's a passenger. He is a passenger. Yeah. Uh, wow. I can't believe Iggy Pop just came in to sing one line from the titular song, The Passenger, and then leave. He's like that, though. He's like a little leathery handbag who just pops into scene and then bails yeah. again. You know, if Iggy Pop is still alive... Ooh, which, I'm confident he is. Yeah, he is as, at the time of record. Um, hey, you want to know why he's still alive? Because he's got a lust for life guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say because he's a passenger. <laughs> Yours <laughs> is better. Make any sense. <laughs> and this is where we're at, everybody. Yeah, I was going to say if he's still alive, that gives me hope. Okay, cool. Apropos of nothing, I can't well, that, remember how I was going to connect that to what we were talking dude, about. Dude, 
honestly at this point i've i've thrown a lot at you this morning and if you've got anything to hang a bit of hope on i'm gonna um try and amplify that i'll let you have it i won't take any more away from you because i feel like i've been doing a bit of that for my own amusement this morning and i'm starting to feel a little bit bad about it (laughs) not not enough to regret my decisions but i i still think it's funny it's incredible that this will be documented uh you know for time immemorial Mm. this moment yeah so my shining light this week i'm so glad you asked uh well i had a a couple of things that i noticed but i think my shining light would be uh oh well first off i thought squirrel should be named cody this watch i'm not sure where that came from not sure what it relates to sweet life of zach and cody i didn't watch a lot of that it was a nickelodeon show wasn't it maybe disney oh okay um starring ben ross's son from friends really and his twin brother yeah, Ben from Friends. That was Ben. Was played by twins. Yeah, yeah. And they grew up. So it's Ross ben. was a bad guy and a bad father, and they grew up to become people who lived in a hotel. The parent is that no, that's another show. No, no, you're they're, they're adopted parent. No. Oh no, that is the sweet show. Sweet Life of Zach Cody. They live in a hotel. And then there's hey, the Sweet Life on, on there. Then there's the Sweet Life on Deck where they uh, live on, on a hold cruise on. ship. Hold on for a second. Are their parents hoteliers, or is there some other reason for it? I think their parents are hoteliers. You'd want to hope so, eh? Because why else? When I was, you know, when you're a kid, the idea of living in a hotel is very appealing. Only, uh, only to me, because my only exposure to a hotel until I was probably about twenty was Home Alone. Oh wow! Mm. You didn't watch Dunstan Checks In? bandit in our house why seems monkeys aren't likely. people and we should we shouldn't be <laughs> monkeys aren't people we shouldn't be entertaining that idea we're giving it too much <laughs> airspace it was jason alexander not in my house a monkey and i or i remember that oh a lady they were trying to get a sixth star <laughs> like you know how there's five star hotels oh right yeah they were trying to get a sixth star for their hotel which is impossible in the first place and I think maybe when the hotel inspector was coming to town they also started babysitting a chip (laughs) (laughs) how did that movie not take off I think it did pretty good (laughs) what what is that (laughs) They're very different ideas, aren't they? <laughs> Here's a movie about a hotel. Okay, what's happening with the hotel? It is a struggle to try and get six stars out of a possible five. All right, that's insane. Wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> the hotel show- inspectors in town. <laughs> a, uh, what's the conflict? I hear you ask. No, it's probably that you can't get a six star. It's a stupid idea. What's the conflict? I hear you ask. A chimp. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? A chimpanzee. Have you heard of them? A chimpanzee. Oh, They're like us, but different. Yeah, not in your house. Not in our house. <laughs> not when I was growing up. So... You were saying... I was saying... What were you saying? I don't know. I don't know what preceded <laughs> no, Zach no. and Cody. Yeah, you wanted Squirrel to be called oh, Cody. Cody. That's right, yeah. Oh, I wanted one of them to be called Cody this week. I was looking at those four boys and I was like, one of you one of you assholes is, is a Cody. 
I don't know who to pin it on, but probably Squirrel. That's I would interesting. Say. Mm. Uh, so anyway, my shining light was his shirt that he's wearing at the party. That's all. Which party? It's a it's the party where he dies, my friend. Oh. Uh, it's a universe, like a galaxy yeah. kind of a design. A lot of purples on there. You and uh, Squirrel actually have quite similar fashion sense. Um, Apart from the hats he wears. Yeah, I don't have the confidence for a hat. But so that- what you will about those Donald Trump supporters. <laughs> they love a hat. <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to wear hats all the time. Yeah, gee whiz. But there's a t-shirt he wears, which I think is very Tim. The one with the big eye on it. Big. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fuck with that. You would fuck with that, eh? So what, your shining light was that you think Squirrel should be called Cody? No, it was that he was wearing a oh, shirt that I liked. Yeah. There were some other moments, but they're not coming to me immediately. That's fair. I like that the start of the movie... Uh, actually, I didn't. I mean, I didn't like anything. No, and so this feels... Really at the start as well, you, you know thought out a little bit as time went on but boy howdy were you unhappy when I first came in and kicked it off what was your shining light uh it was when Jarhead goes out to the car and he says to Squirrel because Squirrel's behind the driver's seat Jarhead goes get out I'm driving and Squirrel goes what and then Jarhead just repeats himself he goes get out I'm driving (laughs) ah you did bring that up I like it why did you like it just because it was Uh, something new no, recently it's yeah, it's something new. But recently, what I think is one of the funniest gags is um, when you when someone says something, or when it's usually you have to do it yourself. So you, I'll say something, and someone will go, "What?" And it's not a "what" as in um, "What did you say?" It's mm. a "What?" as in "I can't believe that." Mm-hmm. Uh, but treat you, it as an excuse. Yeah, as and then I repeat what I said, but louder. So yeah. I'll yell it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I think that say something outlandish. Hilarious. Um, Let's play Tim, this through. Uh, the trip's off. I'm not going to New York City. What? The trip's off. <laughs> I'm not going to New York City. Ow! This movie's still fine. Uh, we interrupt this episode of the worst idea of all time to bring you a message from our sponsor. Guys, I've got the answer to finally make your life so much easier. Oh. I'm interested to hear this, Guy Montgomery. Since joining DollarShaveClub.com, I don't need to choose between price and quality to get an amazing shave anymore, which is a decision I previously had to make. DollarShaveClub.com is a no-brainer for an incredible shave delivered right to your door. Here's your chance to see who over 3 million members like me, Guy Montgomery, love Dollar Shave Club. Right now, you can get your first month of the, dollar, uh, of the club for as little as $5.00. And that is just a few bucks a month. After that, it's just a few bucks a month. <laughs> You're doing it. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality and value of all their products. There's no long-term commitment or any hidden fees. There's no reason not to join. Even if you're growing a beard, you should join so that you will have the option to get rid of it with precision at a reasonable price. It's also a good gift. Yeah. And they also do more than just razors. There's lots of lovely bathroom products now for your skin and whatnot. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. Can't stress this enough. Blaze Pizza. No, no. Dollarshaveclub.com. Yes, yes, yes. Ow! This movie's still fine. I've got an idea for a segment. It's a one-off and we're just doing it in this episode. And it's called uh, We Are Your Wedding Friends. And we have to come up with something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue that we liked from the film. Okay. Hey, that's quite fun. So something old. Something old. Uh, what 
So what? Just dig up an old shining light? Yep. You want to know my fave? My shining light of shining lights? Yeah. It's Zac Efron delivering that impeccable timed line. Impeccably timed line. I'm American. Oh, I'm American. Yeah. There's James Reed from The Feelers smoking a dube with our boy outside the club. And uh, um, uh, yeah, he gets past the spliff from, from Zicoli. Takes a puff. This is James Reed from The Feelers. <coughs> the fuck? What is in that? Is there tobacco in that? And yeah. It's a coli. Yeah, it's a spliff. A spliff. What are you, French? And here's the shining light. No. I'm American. It's so good. You it's better it. when he does it. Yeah, yeah. A well, there's bit. two, much there's better, two professional actors doing it then. And yeah. like also usually the moving images. Yeah. But I thought you did a pretty good job. Thank you. You sold that cough big time. Thank you. Something old. Something new. Mm. Uh, really enjoyed uh, James Reed from The Feelers' turn as a like programmed robot uh, when he goes to get... Uh, first of all, when Zakoli comes around after Las Vegas, so, you know, uh, everything's happened... The, the cat's not out of the bag yet but the tension's in the room and uh, James Riffenfeller says you want anything to drink? and Zicola goes uh, I'm going to have what you're having and he goes uh, well I'm having a San Pellegrino because I'm laying off the idea of laying off the booze is drinking a bottle of water yeah. once <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is literally I'm really cleaning up my yeah, yeah. I'm getting my shit together one water for me thank you and then after he's drunk the water he his insatiable thirst for non-alcoholic beverages uh, is not yet satisfied and he says uh, I'm going to go and get an energy drink would anyone else like anything and it is the clunkiest (laughs) sentence I can't imagine if I was with a friend and they said that to me I would say (laughs) just keep walking honestly take a lap and come back when you've thought about the way you're speaking to me because that is fucking insane I've never heard anyone refer to something as an energy drink even when the thing is an energy drink it's a fucking Red Bull mate or a mother if you're poor who something who calls it an energy an drink? energy drink are you insane and then when he goes ah, d- it, hey a lovely head capsule you've got there yeah. it's a cap yeah, yeah. what are you <laughs> and then when he's uh, walking around in the kitchen in the background getting the energy drink you can just very faintly hear him going bleep blop bloop 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 <laughs> fucking robot um, see now this is a challenging thing and I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here on the uh, sort of making of process of the podcast but often Guy and I will have <laughs> Guy looks so worried we'll have sensational uh, little um, ideas spurred out while the film's playing and you know we never try to recreate those moments onto the podcast because it doesn't end well you can't recreate a little something yeah, that's happened yeah. in the moment just so you know, this entire every episode of this podcast is a B side. That is that is one hundred percent correct. One hundred percent correct. Just like every episode where I've fucked up the recording has been the funniest episode of the show. Yeah, it's the one you'll never. So hear. those episodes that you hear are C sides, <laughs> not waterfront property. Something borrowed. <laughs> I said, not waterfront property. 
He's lost it, folks. Yeah, I am all over the map <laughs> this morning. Oh my god! Uh, something borrowed. Something borrowed. Well, I mean, Paige steals a house off a woman. Mm. It, that's a kind of borrowing. Yeah. Theft isn't borrowing. No. Borrowing has two components, theft and anti-theft. What's anti-theft? Uh, when you do the, you undo the theft. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is a kind of borrowing, but it's only half borrowing because there's two parts to borrow. That is a very rose-tinted way of looking at burglars mm. um, <laughs> that you believe they... They're borrowers. They, Are you familiar with the Terry Pratchett? Oh, I don't oh, think that's right. Oh, uh, abandoned ship. No, I know it's with John Goodman. The well, that's bo- the, the movie, movie the yeah, borrowers. The book, the book is. Um, I think you're right. Uh, Should have gone with. I reckon yeah. you're smart. I don't read. This is the problem. I'm, I'm bad at reading. Something borrowed. Oh, do you know what that would be? That would be Mary Norton. Okay, I was way off. Something borrowed will be when we've had a guest on and they've they've made light of something. And who better to reference than current Billy T nominee, Alice Seddon? Yeah, you got it. Congrats, Alice. You don't listen to this podcast because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when she brought up the, the, the iPhone uh, sort of thing, I can't even remember exactly what the point she made was, but it was something akin to, you know, movies use people who don't have self who don't who have a cell phone that's not an iPhone. Like that's a that's a character device. <laughs> it's like this is a bad person, or this is an impoverished person. Yeah, they don't yeah. have an iPhone. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is. Which is an Android person. I took great umbrage of, which Alice knew ahead of time. It's very funny. So that is character development. That is. Giving someone not an iPhone, it's like, oh, this person's pretty fucking odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says something's not right with this one. Hey, mark this in your handy dandy notebooks, kids, because uh, this one's probably the villain. Yeah. i tell you what really shits me about Cole Carter. He's running a Galaxy mm. and a MacBook Pro. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> Bad combo. It's a mess. Some people do it, but they're in the severe minority. Some people want to watch the world burn. Yeah, hard out. How do you get things from A to B? Oh, God knows. He's recording a lot of sounds. He's probably not going to play nice with his his Mac. Something, Something blue. blue. The big blue. The ocean. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was a shot when Zaccoli's <laughs> getting his shit together and he's like um, kind of... He's no, just, not with Squirrel at the Beach? It's not no, no not that one. Oh. When he's hoisting himself up by his bootstraps <laughs> is that what people say <laughs> pull yourself up from your bootstraps that doesn't make any sense to me if you, <laughs> pull, if, you, Hold on. Yeah, if you pull your own bootstraps you're in a real quandary and you're leaning down yeah is there, they're not, how can you pull yourself up they're on the they're, they're basically the floor what do you think a bootstrap is well it's laces isn't it is you, it not your what, laces that's what I think too on your boots so what the fuck's happening there? The only way that that works is like if you're upside down on a bar. 
Yeah. And, and your feet are kind of locking you in place. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um. Anyway, that the the uh, meaninglessness of that saying aside, is a shot of Zakoli by himself looking out at the big blue, and he looks pensive and he's having to think. What bit are you talking about? Uh, it's inside of the montage of him getting his shit together. So when he goes running and when he starts recording, like pretty much when he has his full blown nervous breakdown. Oh uh, yeah. There's a beautiful moment of uh, solitude at the beach, hmm. and he's looking out at the ocean. Hmm. The ocean's looking back at him, and it goes. Zach, don't do it. And he goes, what are you saying, Mr. Ocean? And he goes, don't do it. He goes, what are you, what are you saying? And he goes, I'm sorry I killed your mother. Oh, plot twist, everyone. Uh, also, sorry to cut your riff short, but no. thus concludes the We Are Your Wedding Friends. I can't remember yeah, what yeah. I called it at the start. Um, hey, guess what, everyone? We've found something out about the family tree of the characters of this film. Paige is Johnny Depp's father. Oh, yeah. Huge news, That's everyone. a nice one. they got a weird Huge relationship. news. It makes perfect sense. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, unless the tree's got long branches. <laughs> I am on fire this morning. Uh, so... I can't even remember exactly the breadcrumbs which led us to this conclusion, but it was more like an absence of negating facts. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, here's a hypothesis. Here's how science works, everyone. Don't know if you're familiar with the scientific method. I come up with a guess, and if no one can prove me wrong, the guess is absolute, and we live by the guess. So that's what's happened in the film. I guessed that Johnny Depp was the son of Paige and there is nothing to disprove that yeah, theory. At no point in the movie does Paige say to Johnny Depp, you are not my son. <laughs> so, so that is the new operating... <laughs> as far uh, as can be mode. told. <laughs> yep. That's science. That's science, bitches. Yeah, that's science, baby. That is science. Hey, here's another segment we do sometimes. It's called, What Happened in That Bathroom? Oh, something terrible. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Do you know what it is, bro? Tell me. It's you. Oh, no. And someone, it's one of those crazy doors where you can lock someone in, like from the outside. I don't like that. And the only thing that you've got, the internet hasn't been set up yet because the Wi Fi hasn't been, yeah, the internet yeah, hasn't been installed. It. Yeah, yeah. And all that you have is a, you, for some reason, have your laptop. You knew. You, you were going to take a, a a pretty hefty session in there, yeah. So you took your laptop with you, and uh, and a power cord, which is uh, unbelievable. But go with me on this, yeah, yeah. And all the only piece of media on your laptop is we are your friends. So you've just been in there trapped watching it on a loop. Oh my god! While the movie <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> plays out around me. Yeah, correct. That is so because, hey, There's a horror movie because I'll be banging on the door going, <laughs> stop giving drugs to squirrel. <laughs> but no one will hear me. No one will let me out. But dude, let's apply the scientific method to this. At no point do we see what's happened in the bathroom and there is no evidence to disprove this theory I've just had. Oh. So I think, I think you're in the bathroom, dude. You know, I'm fucking... Guy... That's what this whole season's been leading up to. You've been in the house the whole time. Oh, I'm weak enough still that um, I'm afraid that that's somehow <laughs> real. And it's making me uh, really uncomfortable. Like I have a horrible feeling in my chest. 
Sorry, man. It's pretty funny, though. Here's another segment we do. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. Beep, beep, boop, boop, pop. <laughs> Fucking robot. Yeah. It's I'm going to acquire an energy drink from the refrigerator. May I obtain items for you from the food store? Do you mean the kitchen? Yes, friends. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> no, you didn't say the kitchen. You called it the food store. <laughs> no, 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 I did not call it the food store. Silence your breathing receptacle or I will hit it. <laughs> Are you threatening to punch me? Yes. <laughs> Just say it, I'll punch you. I did. <laughs> Affirmative. Um, yeah. So what? He goes to the kitchen. He comes back with an energy drink <laughs> and a MacBook Pro box, inside of which is <laughs> like uh, uh, an up- a galaxy. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you were saying before, it's a funny prank. Yeah. Except not the phone. What? The cosmic concept, like there is an entire galaxy within the box, like a oh my god, a tiny verse. Yeah, if you will. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing: if you've got the willpower and time and enough off-brand energy drinks that you can't mention by name on camera, you can create your own small galaxy. Yes. In a MacBook Pro box, it's all possible, and you get to make the rules. So within this existence. Um, which is inhabited by many alien species. James Reed is the creator. And can you imagine a universe where the feelers, hits, are sort of the underpinning of cosmic order? Of course I can. If this podcast has done nothing else in season three, it has established loud, clear, and on the record that Guy Montgomery is a huge fan of the feelers. Well, how about this? In the same way that I am putting forward a hypothesis that you've been trapped in the bathroom this whole time, maybe we are living in the galaxy that is inside the MacBook Pro box. Uh, you know how... I, <laughs> let me throw some stuff at you here, bud. You already okay? are. So, you know how... Um, first, we had religion explaining what what was going on. You know, when we had yes. thunder, that's because Zeus was angry. Yes. Et etc. Et then we got some science happening. Yes. And um, Isaac Newton... Uh, published in the 17th century a bunch of rules to describe motion and how it works and it worked flawlessly to describe things big and small and what their expected path would be if we knew the forces acting on it until we got down to a very small scale to the quantum level and then the rules don't work anymore so in the same way I think that this galaxy the sort of quantum logic of it is all underpinned by feelers tracks that's kind of the rhythm of the universe. Vision for the sun. How many times have I sung that? I reckon 10. It's weird as well because I would not put that as the biggest hit. I should have known better. Surely nah. Pressure Man. Got the most mileage for me though, that one. Uh, can we finish? Um, Probably, yes. It's really important to me that this stops now. <laughs> 
any other business to attend to? I'm moving to New York City. Mm. I'll see you guys there. Mm-hmm. That's it. I really um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking with you about this anymore. <laughs> it's all right, man. Ow! This movie's still fine. Guys, that guy's screw. One of them's a hot his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.